In today's episode, I will provide you with some ideas on how to improve user adoption of SharePoint within your organization. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 95 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So first, a quick reminder about my SharePoint Maven Academy. Of course, this is a place where you can enroll on demand uh, in any of the available courses and learn more about SharePoint, its wonderful features. Whether you are a beginner or a power user or want to learn more about metadata or content types, I have a course for you. So if this is of interest or you just want to check out the courses and the topics I cover, head over to SharePointMaven.com, click on demand, uh, and you will see a list of all the courses I teach, uh, as well as you know the additional information about each and the curriculum and the exact topics I'm covering in each course. Each course is just under two hours in terms of content, and you can enroll in one or multiple courses as you wish. Uh, and by the way, if you decide to enroll, uh, don't forget to use coupon code PODCAST20. That will allow you to take 20% off each and every course in my academy. So back to the topic of today's episode. Today, I want to talk about SharePoint user adoption. Uh, it's interesting. I've been recording my podcast for almost two years now. And uh, while I spoke about various SharePoint you know, technical features and Teams features, I never really had an episode dedicated to user adoption. And in my opinion, uh, this is a very, very important topic. And when I record my uh, podcast episodes, I always like to record um, you know, an episode around a particular blog post that I have written previously, just so that you have a chance uh, to also go back, uh, you know, uh, when you're in front of the computer, click on the link and uh, read additional information uh, when you're not driving in a car or exercising. Uh, and obviously, you can also see additional information and images and specific instructions um, as well. And I remember that I wrote an article some time ago about SharePoint user adoption. So I went uh, to my blog. Uh, SharePointMaven.com uh, found that article, and that article was written in March of 2015. And my initial reaction was like, oh no, you know, I have to write a new one. Um, the stuff I probably listed seven years ago is no longer relevant. But to my surprise, uh, almost all of the points that I made back then, they're still relevant with modern SharePoint that we now have. And just to refresh your memory, uh, if you have not used SharePoint in 2015, uh, it was quite a different landscape back then. So first of all, we did not have modern SharePoint sites like we have today. We had classic SharePoint. Uh, we did not have the concept of flat architecture. All right, we had site collections and subsites back then. Now we have hub sites, of course. Uh, we did not have team sites. We did not have communication sites. We did not even have Microsoft Teams, right? Microsoft Teams as the product, as an application was only released in 2017. And we did not have many of the applications that we now have uh, within Microsoft 365, like the list applications or forums, you know, planner, et cetera. But to my surprise, many of the points I made back then 
uh, aged pretty well, all right? That blog post aged pretty well. Um, many of the points I made uh, back then, seven years ago, almost seven years ago, are still relevant. So what I would like to do today in today's episode is summarize uh, all those points for you uh, and uh, essentially provide you with some tips on how to improve SharePoint uh, user adoption within your organization. So tip number one, the first advice I want to give you is uh, make sure to identify uh, and involve uh, your SharePoint advocate, your SharePoint power users. Every single organization has users uh, who are really excited about SharePoint, uh, who are considered to be power users, who are comfortable using SharePoint, and more importantly, um, you know, users who we consider advocates, all right, who advocate for the use of SharePoint and the technology and all the different features. Make sure to identify those people and use them as advocates uh, of SharePoint for the rest of your organization. These are the users who uh, can help you spread the message, you know, communicate uh, with the rest of the organization. These are the users who could assist you with uh, training within your organization. These are the users who could uh, assist you with establishing some sort of governance plan within the organization. Long story short, do not ignore those power users. Do not ignore those uh, SharePoint advocates. Uh, make sure to involve them uh, in the process. The next advice, the next tip I want to give you uh, is conduct lots and lots of training. This was important seven years ago. This is still important today. And I would even say more important today. Uh, we got lots and lots of new uh, features uh, in SharePoint that we didn't have seven years ago. Uh, we now have Microsoft Teams. We now have the concept of Microsoft 365 Groups. The users need to understand uh, the relationship between SharePoint, Microsoft Teams, and other applications. The users need to understand how to share a site properly externally, how to invite uh, external users, guests into Microsoft Teams. They need to understand what happens when you create a private channel within Microsoft Teams. It actually spins up a whole separate SharePoint site, by the way. Uh, not to mention that SharePoint by itself got lots of features, uh, you know, new features as well. We have, uh, you know, team sites, communication sites. We have the ability to add shortcuts to OneDrive. We have the ability to sync files locally on our computers, you know, with files on demand feature on and off. The whole mechanism of tagging documents, if you're utilizing metadata, has changed as well uh, from what it was seven years ago. Long story short, uh, you need training, all right? Uh, SharePoint is uh, quite different uh, from other applications. Uh, it's not really a Dropbox. It's not really uh, you know, a file share or a network drive. Uh, it's much more complicated. So the users need to understand all those different uh, concepts and features and training is the way to achieve it. Tip number three that I want to share with you, implement SharePoint in phases. Look, you don't need to implement SharePoint and uh, migrate to SharePoint overnight. Make sure to split the implementation into smaller phases. You can start by uh, maybe having some users use Microsoft Teams initially, all right, to get comfortable with Teams. Maybe the next phase would be uh, the development of uh, intranet and hub sites. And then maybe the next phase would be uh, introduction of metadata uh, and maybe some workflows. Uh, long story short, you can't really overwhelm your users with all these um, features they never had before and all this terminology. Make sure to implement SharePoint in phases.
by the way, if you want to learn more about this phased approach, um, I actually um, recorded a separate episode, episode number 82 on the five phases of modern SharePoint implementation. So if you want to learn about this particular topic, feel free to check out episode number 82. Tip number four, get organizational or senior leadership buy-in. This is probably more relevant to large organizations, right? If you're a small business, uh, I guess uh, you don't really have to consult with uh, management or leadership, but if you're part of a large organization, make sure to get uh, the senior leadership buy-in, all right? Without that, obviously, uh, you're not going to be successful. And I think this applies not just to SharePoint implementation. This really applies to any project that you are trying to implement within the large organization. Uh, make sure to get uh, the uh, buy-in from your uh, leadership from the whole organization. Uh, tip number five to uh, improve SharePoint user adoption, do the demo first. What do I mean by that? It's kind of actually related probably to the previous point I made, but uh, it's hard for senior leadership or even you know just regular users to make any decisions or get excited about SharePoint without knowing about its capabilities. Uh, one of the things I usually do uh, with my clients when I implement SharePoint is um, provide a demonstration, a quick demo on SharePoint and its capabilities and its uh, many wonderful features. A majority of users are new to SharePoint, right? They might be familiar with Teams. Maybe they, you know, prior to Teams, they have been utilizing, you know, network drives, file shares, maybe, um, you know, Dropbox or Google Drive. Um, but SharePoint is a totally different animal. In SharePoint, we have the concept of document libraries and, you know, metadata, and we also have OneDrive for personal storage, and uh, we have different views. Uh, retention policies, um, power automate workflows, you can build on top of uh, it all. Long story short, you almost need to be like a salesman, right? Uh, trying to sell SharePoint uh, and its capabilities uh, to your employees. So make sure to, you know, before you deliver uh, and configure, uh, you know, SharePoint within your organization, it's probably worthwhile to deliver some sort of, uh, you know, quick uh, demo, not really training, more of a demo. Uh, to demonstrate on the different capabilities, what's really possible in SharePoint uh, and Microsoft 365 applications, right? We now have, of course, all the other applications that we didn't have before, like lists and forums and planner, uh, et cetera. So make sure your users understand at least at a high level uh, the capabilities of all the applications, you know, SharePoint included, of course. Uh, tip number six I want to give you uh, to improve uh, the user adoption of SharePoint and other applications make sure to communicate uh, you know, information properly uh, to your employees. Now, seven years ago, when I wrote that uh, blog post, I uh, used an example of email. Now, of course, we have additional tools uh, to communicate with uh, employees. We have teams uh, where we, you can create org-wide teams. Now we have, of course, Yammer, where you can create uh, communities um, to socialize with your employees. Uh, and of course, we still have email. So we now have all these different communication channels uh, that you can use to uh, communicate uh, about all the different features, maybe even provide some training uh, or update your users on happenings uh, within SharePoint, Microsoft 365, and all the different you know new features that have been released. And of course, you can always lead by example and uh, you know maybe post 
uh, your announcements on SharePoint, on SharePoint internet, maybe using the news, you know, web part, and then of course using Teams and Yammer to, uh, you know, to amplify the message. Tip number seven I want to give you is keep things simple. Uh, make sure to build simple sites, make sure to stick to best practices in terms of the design, uh, the number of links that you have. When I navigate to your SharePoint site, I don't want to see you know, 55 links uh, on the left-hand side that don't make sense to me, all right? Organize things uh, so that they make sense, keep stuff you know, simple for, the, for yourself, for your end users. Uh, simplicity is the key. The next tip, tip number eight that I want to give you is make sure to build an easy feedback mechanism. Once you build out, uh, let's say, your SharePoint internet and all the sites and all the functionality there, make sure to build in some sort of feedback mechanism such that users can uh, maybe vent and uh, you know provide uh, feedback to you uh, on how to improve things or maybe request some additional you know capabilities. Now, uh, seven years ago, when I wrote that blog post, I actually uh, provided a few examples on how you can use the uh, issues log uh, web part uh, that we had in classic SharePoint, uh, as well as the uh, discussion uh, web part uh, that we used to have in SharePoint. Uh, we no longer have that, all right? Essentially, the discussion web part is a classic web part, not really compatible with the modern SharePoint anymore. But luckily, we now have other mechanisms to provide feedback. Uh, of course, you know you can always use Teams, you can always use Yammer uh, to uh, communicate with your uh, users. But now, on top of that, you can also build uh, a, a nice and simple uh, form in Microsoft Forms, and maybe you know create a link for, uh, to it from a SharePoint site, or maybe even embed it on the SharePoint page, uh, so the users can easily. Uh, you know, maybe uh, request a particular feature or provide their feedback or maybe some sort of feature that they found uh, quite easily. Uh, another tip, tip number nine, uh, make it cool for the users, all right? What do I mean by that, all right? So look, a majority of users are migrating to SharePoint from, you know, maybe Dropbox, Google Drive or file shares. Uh, so they used to files and folders. Uh, why not introduce them to metadata, all right? In SharePoint, we of course, can still organize things through folders, but we can also organize things through metadata, uh, where uh, you can uh, create the different tags and tag all the files uh, against those labels, those tags, and then create different views so users can easily filter uh, and uh, find, um, you know, the files as if they're shopping on online. You know, let's say on Amazon website. If I were to rephrase this particular, you know, tip. Uh, essentially, don't recreate the mess that they used to have, right? If they had all these complicated, you know, nested folders uh, in the file share on the network drive, make sure not to replicate uh, it in SharePoint. Um, and this is your opportunity to maybe take it to the next level. Uh, like I said, introduce some metadata, maybe some document, you know, sets, content types uh, to show the users how to better organize their content and educate them about the benefits uh, of metadata in SharePoint. The last tip, tip number 10, that I want to share with you is, you know, stay in touch with the users, right? Uh, monitor and control uh, once you go live, right? And this is super important. SharePoint is really a never-ending project. Uh, new features are always released. Uh, our habits on how we collaborate change. 
make sure to stay in touch with the users, you know, monitor how the usage, uh, how the users interact with SharePoint and Teams and adjust things as you go along. And the beauty about modern SharePoint is that uh, it's quite a flexible model, right? Uh, it's, you know, when you create stuff, when you create all these different teams and sites, uh, it's not really, nothing is really set in stone. You can always archive all teams. Uh, you can always associate sites with different hubs. Um, long story short, um, it's, uh, you know, a quite flexible model, uh, but the key here is to stay in touch with your users reorganize content, reorganize navigation, maybe switch to metadata along the way, uh, change the navigation, change the you know, permission settings, external sharing settings as necessary uh, to make sure that uh, at the end of the day, come out as the winners of the overall implementation. So this were the 10 tips uh, I wanted to share with you today in this particular episode. Uh, once again, uh, this were the tips from uh, the blog post are written seven years ago, and I will make sure to include the URL to this blog post in the show notes, as I always do. And I'm really surprised that this blog post is still relevant. It aged pretty well. And uh, as a result, I'm uh, very happy, of course, to share those tips with you today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, as always, if you have any feedback for me, uh, drop me a line at greg at sharepointmaven.com. You can also find me on social media. But for now, thank you very much for listening and talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.